Chapter 44 of Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Piotr Nater. Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume 1, by Song Ling Pu. Translated by Herbert Allan Giles. Chapter 44. The Young Man Who Couldn't Spell. Translator's Note. Of course, there is no such thing as spelling, in our sense of term, in Chinese, but characters are frequently written with too many or too few strokes, and may thus be said to be incorrectly spelled. End of note. At Chia Ping there lived a certain young gentleman of considerable talent and very prepossessing appearance. When seventeen years of age, he went up for his bachelor's degree, and as he was passing the door of a house, he saw within a pretty-looking girl, who not only riveted his gaze, but also smiled and nodded her head at him. Quite pleased at this, he approached the young lady and began to talk, she meanwhile inquiring of him where he lived and if alone or otherwise. He assured her he was quite by himself, and then she said, "'Well, I will come and see you, but you mustn't let anyone know.' The young gentleman agreed, and when he got home he sent all the servants to another part of the house, and by and by the young lady arrived. She said her name was Wen Chi, and that her admiration for her host's noble bearing had made her visit him unknown to her mistress. "'And gladly,' added she, "'would I be your handmaid for life.' Our hero was delighted, and proposed to purchase her from the mistress she mentioned and from this time she was in the habit of coming in every day or so. On one occasion it was raining hard, and after hanging up her wet cloak upon a peg, she took off her shoes and bade the young gentleman clean them for her. He noticed that they were newly embroidered with all the colors of the rainbow, but utterly spoiled by the soaking rain, and was just saying what a pity it was, when the young lady cried out, I should never have asked you to do such menial work except to show my love for you. All this time the rain was falling fast outside, and when she now repeated the following line, a nipping wind and chilling rain filled the river and the city. There, said she, cab that. The young gentleman replied that he could not, as he did not even understand what it meant. Oh, really? retorted the young lady, if you're not more of a scholar than that, I shall begin to think very little of you. She then told him that he had better practice making verses, and he promised he would do so. By degrees Miss Wenchi's frequent visits attracted the notice of the servants, as also of a brother-in-law named Sung, who was likewise a gentleman of position, and the latter begged our hero to be allowed to have a peep at her. He was told in reply that the young lady had strictly forbidden that anyone should see her. However, he concealed himself in the servants' quarters, and when she arrived he looked at her through the window. Almost beside himself he now opened the door, whereupon Wen Chi jumped up, vaulted over the wall, and disappeared. Sung was really smitten with her, and went off to her mistress to try and arrange for her purchase but when he mentioned wen chi's name he was informed that they had once such a girl who had died several years previously in great amazement sung went back and told his brother-in-law and he now knew that his beloved wen chi was a disembodied spirit so when she came again he asked her if it was so to which she replied it is but as you wanted a nice wife and i a handsome husband i thought we should be a suitable pair 
What matters it that one is a mortal and the other a spirit? The young gentleman thoroughly coincided in her view of the case, and when his examination was over, and he was homeward bound, when she accompanied him, invisible to others and visible to him alone. Arriving at his parents' house, he installed her in the library, and the day she went to pay the customary bride's visit to her father and mother, translator's note, a ceremonial visit made on the third day after marriage, end of note. He told his own mother the whole story. She and his father were greatly alarmed, and ordered him to have no more to do with her. But he would not listen to this, and then his parents tried by all kinds of devices to get rid of the girl, none of which met with any success. One day our hero had left upon the table some written instructions for one of his servants, wherein he had made a number of mistakes in spelling, such as paper for pepper, ginger for ginger, and so on. And when, when she saw this, she wrote at the foot, Paper for pepper do I see? Ginger for ginger, can it be? Of such a husband I'm afraid. I'd rather be a servant maid. She then said to the young gentleman, Imagining you to be a man of culture, I hid my blushes and sought you out the first. Translator's note. Contrary to all Chinese notions of modesty and etiquette. End of note. Alas, your qualifications are on the outside. Should I not thus be a laughingstock to all? She then disappeared, at which the young gentleman was much hurt. But not knowing to which she alluded, he gave the instructions to his servant, and so made himself the butt of all who heard the story. End of section 44